This episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast is brought to you by the MLive Media Group online at mlivemediagroup.com. And let's get going. Back from vacation, time to get it going. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. Back from vacation, and I uh, won't bore you with the details, but I will tell you that we had a good time, but uh, I'm ready to get back to work, so let's do this thing. And obviously, if you're traveling uh, for any sort of spring break and you didn't drive, the other way that you traveled would be airline. And if you haven't flown on an airplane in a long time, then um, you're probably lucky for it because it's still just as miserable as you thought it was going to be the last time you flew. And what's interesting to me about the airlines is how it's become this self-fulfilling prophecy. It is literally get as many people on a plane as you possibly can, fly them to said destination, maybe sort of get on time. I mean, the recent survey said it's 30% of the flights in the United States don't get where they need to get on time. Uh, so 70%, we've got to see in getting on time. But if it's not comfortable... It's kind of expensive and it's not on time. It's not really that great of a service. And so as I was flying back from San Francisco, I was thinking to myself, I wonder why no one has disrupted this model in the same way that, let's say, Uber and Lyft are disrupting taxi service or car service. I'm wondering why nobody has kind of jumped on. The obvious answer is unlike taxi, which is dealing with city laws, which are kind of a little bit easier, I would imagine, to kind of jump around than the FAA. That might be the biggest barrier to entry. But while I was gone, the FAA cleared Amazon to test their new round of drones that they've been testing up in uh, Canada. If we're going to deal with drones that are delivering packages to your office or to your home, there's clearly some room for disruption in what's going on in the airwaves. And why I think this is important is because this is a service that needs to be disrupted. This is a service that needs to go on top of its head and be built from the ground up. If you haven't flown in a while, this is essentially what happens. You go to wherever you're going to go to get on a plane. And what's going to happen is most people aren't going to check their bags. They're going to bring the biggest things that they possibly can and try and get them in the carry-ons. Why? Well, because they charge, most airlines charge you an X amount of dollars to get that bag onto a plane. Unless you join their loyalty club and are in first class, then that thing is free. But if you join their loyalty club and ride and coach, you're still paying for the bag. So why would you pay for the bag? You're going to put it in the overhead bin. As everybody's trying to get their bags in the overhead bin, it makes for a miserable experience because what's undoubtedly going to happen if you haven't flown in a while is that you're going to sit, let's say, in the first seven rows and you're in row six. Well, somebody in row 28 didn't want to wait for their bags, so they put their bags in row six so that they have to come all the way up to get their bags, which, of course, slows everybody down getting off of the plane. And if you're in row six, there's no place for you to put your bag, so you've got to put your bag back in 26. And when you get off the plane, you've got to go in the opposite order to get up the front because nobody is checking their bags. People are doing some really amazing things to get their stuff on a plane, which makes for a miserable experience because the service isn't there. And because they feel if they've paid $500 to fly out west, they don't want to pay another $50 to get a bag on a plane because that should be built into the cost of the flight. And the flight, they feel, isn't worth the $500. It's faster than driving to the west coast. It's certainly not more comfortable. Um, and putting a TV in the back uh, chair doesn't really make up for the service overall. Now, I have a officially flown.
flown most of the airlines in the United States. Uh, this one uh, wrapped up me flying Virgin, which I was excited to try out, but is just like most of the rest. I know everyone has their favorite one to hate on, but by and large, I think there's a disruption model that could happen here if somebody was able to do it. And reading the story that the FAA has kind of uh, bent to Amazon whims to make it so that drones can deliver packages, I think uh, is a kind of a good bellwether for somebody who's looking to disrupt the airlines in the same way that Lyft and Uber have disrupted car service. All right, and yesterday there was a, a story about a Hyundai ad campaign where they sent a girl's message of love to her dad who was an astronaut. He is on the International Space Station, and they had this idea that they were going to um, mimic her handwriting a note to her father the size of a city because that's how big it needs to be for a camera to catch it from the International Space Station. It is a great, great, great campaign. You've seen a lot of these built from the ground up, right, where they interview the girl, what do you want to do, and then a bunch of scientists come in and they set up what they're going to do and they go out in the desert and they do whatever they're going to do. In this case, they build this really profound message and there's a great callback from the dad from the International Space Station. It's awesome right up to the point that they try and get their branding at the end to somehow tie buying cars into this thing that they're doing. I bring this up because this is a thing that lots and lots and lots of brands stumble on, is trying to jam their branding when they don't necessarily need to do this. Gary Vaynerchuk would call this a jab, right? You're going to do this message for the dad and the girl, and you're going to get a video out of it that obviously is going to go viral because these sort of messages can't help themselves but to go viral. That's that's it. That's where it ends. And then you've got to build a campaign off the back of it. You don't need to shoehorn something in the end of the video to try and sell cars on top of this thing. If you decide to do something like this, you just kind of got to let it breathe and not shoehorn something into the end of it. I call it the coolness factor. If you've been to a party, there's undoubtedly somebody there that's cooler than you. Why are they cooler than you? You likely can't explain that in words, but you know by looking at them that they're likely cooler than you or more interesting than you or you're compelled to go talk to them. They don't have a sign that says they're cooler than you. They don't have a shirt that says they're cooler than you, despite what Affliction wanted you to think uh, in the early 2000s. Any one of those shirts does not make you cool. That's not what I'm talking about. There's just somebody that's got a thing about them that you are drawn to and you want to talk to them. That is what this campaign is doing. The cars in the Hyundai ad campaign speak volumes for what the brand can do in the uh, detail in which they're making this message and how cool that they use the science to create this giant, huge, citywide note to the father up in space. You don't need the branding at the end of it. You can put your logo, but you don't need to try and figure out how inspirational messages make you want to buy a Hyundai. That, that kind of defeats the purpose of this campaign. And that's what I mean about being cool. Somebody who's in a party or at a party who is the cool person people want to talk to, they don't go around saying that they're cool. That person is a douchebag. People who are cool don't say that they're cool. They just are. And so when you're doing a campaign like this that you're hoping is going to go viral and it has this virality to it where you look at this message and you go, oh, okay, of course everyone's going to write about this because it's got all the components for going viral. You just need to let it breathe. You need to get out of your own way and not jam branding where branding doesn't necessarily need to go, especially in the world of social when you have a lot more opportunities to strike while the iron is hot, while everybody, while Adweek is writing about you, People Magazine picks up, maybe Us Weekly 
picks it up. Maybe TMZ picks it up. All of that stuff is going to do the work for you. And every single one of those stories, when you get on the Today Show and you get on GMA, every one of those stories is going to start with what word? Hyundai sends a girl's message of love to her astronaut dad. Hyundai sends a... You don't need to put the branding at the end of it to somehow connect all of these things together. You just kind of need to let it breathe. You need to let the cool thing just be cool. Then circle back with a campaign that's going to talk about uh, 6% APR or whatever you want to do. You know, 6 is very high. I, I, whatever that thing you're going to do, $1,000 cash back or trade in and trade, whatever the car thing that you're going to do, you circle back to that thing later. You don't tag it on the end of this thing if you're going to decide to do this. Nobody forced them to do this. They wanted to do this to kind of build some publicity, right? Everything is marketing. That's what they're doing. You need to let the cool thing breathe. You need to let the jab be a jab. A jab cannot be a right hook. That's one of the reasons I think that Gary's book works so well is because the demarcation between those two moves, if you know anything about fighting, you know that they're not the same thing. They're not even close to the same thing. They cannot be the same thing. A jab and a right hook are not the same thing. And so never the two shall meet. Make sure when you're doing your campaign, whatever your campaign is, if you decide there's going to be a free element, and if you're on social, there's going to have to be some free elements. Whatever those things are, if they're blogs, if they're links to other uh, stories you find interesting that your audience is going to find interesting let those things breathe don't go hey here's the new avengers trailer by the way you can uh get your new house refinanced by clicking here after you watch the no don't do that stuff put the avengers trailer up hey isn't it cool the avengers are coming out and then circle back to talk about your home loans or whatever it is that you're whatever widget you're selling come back to that once the you've got the word of mouth going let the word of mouth breathe then you come back to it let the cool thing be cool that's your assignment for today. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, we're ready to do a lot of these things, so uh, likely I will do them all through the weekend. If you need anything, you can get at me on Twitter, at Polymath and Vine. I apologize. You can probably hear the dogs in the background, but uh, um, they're very excited to do the podcast as well. Thank you, Griffin. Okay, have a great morning. We will talk soon. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.